This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. I am recording this on the morning of my 33rd birthday. I have always loved doing my passions, which is usually my work on my birthday. I remember years ago, I was working on my birthday, I was teaching group fitness classes, and a friend of mine was so confused why I would work on my birthday. And this person kind of shamed me for it and was associating work with something icky, but I've always loved working on my birthday as long as I love my work. And I absolutely love this podcast. And so I'm just infusing this episode with birthday magic and juiciness and all my love and all my gratitude for having another year. The topic of this episode is about aging. And I wanted to talk about this because I have always loved aging. I have always loved getting older. And when I was a kid, most kids are kind of like this, like they love to get older, they love to brag about their age, they're dreaming about becoming an adult. And I always kind of wondered if that would go away once I was an adult. But it hasn't. It literally hasn't. I truly love everything about getting older. I do want to preface that by saying, though, that I take impeccable care of my body and my health. I am very, very focused on health. Um, It's everything to me. It's truly my number one priority in life above my career, above my relationships, above my marriage. Uh, It's my health. And I think that if I were having significant health struggles, maybe I wouldn't love aging so much. But I don't believe that health problems, body issues, weight gain, um, I don't believe that any of that should be blamed on aging. And I think that this makes me love my birthday more and love aging more because if I am having a physical struggle like pain in my body, which I have dealt with a lot in the last few years, or if I'm having more digestive issues or something is going on, I never ever say, oh, it's because I'm getting older. Or if I've lost some flexibility or some strength, I would never say the words, oh, that's what happens when you hit your 30s. Oh, that's what happens when you get older. Absolutely not. Because when, when you say something like that, it immediately puts you out of power and it makes it inevitable that you're just required to go downhill as time goes on. And I think that's a pretty ridiculous thing to believe, especially when you think about something like God and nature. Why would God ever give us aging if it's supposed to make our life worse? Why would nature age if it's a bad thing? Like that's so silly to think about. Some people really don't like aging because they're afraid of death. I don't know. For me, I've I've never really been afraid of death. I'm going to say something that probably might freak some people out, but it's the truth. 
I'm kind of excited to die someday. And I don't mean that I want to die right now. I don't mean that I'm like I'm truly pumped and like I'm looking forward to the death experience, but I'm fascinated by what happens after we die, what that's like, what it feels like, where we go, what's next, what's in between. And I'm very, very much looking forward to going through that initiation at one point in my life. And I really, really honor the circle of life. And it's a big value of mine. Um, Even when it comes down to something like eating meat, most of you know that I eat an animal-based diet. So most of what I'm eating is just meat. And I specifically choose to buy my meat from local farmers who treat their animals and their land impeccably and do regenerative farming because when you use regenerative farming, it actually honors the the circle of life. It involves many, many, many different species and organisms and natural practices that actually improve the soil and improve the environment and honor the animal. And I just think that the circle of life is the coolest thing in the entire world. And that includes us humans getting older and aging. So I want to sprinkle in a number of different sort of like polls and surveys and questions that we've been discussing discussing over on Instagram for the past couple of days. I've really enjoyed including your Instagram kind of like comments and input for these last two episodes. So I think I'm going to continue doing more of that. I put up a poll the other day on my stories and I asked, how do you feel on your birthday? 56% of you said you love it. 17% of you said, I have looming thoughts about getting old. And 28% of you said both. So I'm so thrilled that over half of you love your birthday because you should love your birthday. Do you know why? It's because your soul chose the exact day and time and location and the parents that you wanted to be born with. Your soul chose this birthday. And guess what comes with your birthday is your human design chart. How amazing is it that the moment you're born, you are gifted a user manual for your life. Wow. One of the biggest ways that I honor myself is by living according to my user manual, according to my human design chart. I truly treat that like a gift. I'm so so lucky to be born at a time where we know about human design. I'm so lucky to have found this information to be able to use it in my own life and my loved ones. And then now with you all to be able to help you interpret your charts and live according to your design, which is just a beautiful practice in honoring your soul. Wow. Now, I'm a little bit sad to see that 17% of you have looming thoughts about getting old and 28% of you kind of have mixed feelings. You love your birthday and you're having these icky thoughts about getting old. And here's what I think about on my birthday about the fact that I'm a year older. I think about the fact that ages are like levels. And today I reached level 33. Go me. I'm so pumped. I'm still alive. I'm still functioning. My life is amazing. And I reached level 33 and I'm thriving. Where else in your entire life is it a bad thing to reach the next level? If you play a video game, is it bad? Are you ashamed and embarrassed and upset because you progressed to the next level? Are you upset if you do karate and you get the next belt? I don't know anything about karate, but 
you know, are you upset when you're in dance classes and you progress from beginner to intermediate to advanced? No, everybody is always happy about reaching the next level in anything except for aging. Hmm, I wonder where this came from. I wonder if perhaps this is something that has been programmed into us from some sort of agenda, I don't know, to make us feel like victims or to promote consumerism of anti-aging products or something, to take the power out of our own hands. I think there is magic in aging. I think that the older that you get, obviously the wiser, the less self-conscious, the more confident and powerful you become. And those are dangerous things that some people don't want us to have. So what it what would it be like if instead of being upset or afraid or ashamed that you reached your next level, what if you were extremely proud and you treated it like an initiation? Wow, that's a new perspective for a lot of people, isn't it? Now, I did another poll and I asked, how do you feel about aging? Only 4% of you said you absolutely hate it. So I'm thrilled that that is a tiny percentage, but it still is people. 38% said they mildly dislike it. That was the majority here. 29% said I don't ever think about it. And 29% also said I love getting older. So interesting. I see, you know, the mo- most of you mildly dislike it and I wonder what that is. So I asked a couple of specifics, like what is it about aging that's the worst for you? 9% said wrinkles, gray hair, and age spots. So let's break that down. I don't really love any of those things either, except for when I look at other elderly people, like when I look at my grandmother, some clients I have, people that I just know, Oh my God, I think they are so stunning. I think old people that are healthy are gorgeous, including their wrinkles, especially their gray hair. And their just vibe about them is amazing. Now, I wouldn't look at one of their wrinkles or one of their age spots or a single gray hair and think like, wow, that's stunning. But when you see the full package of a healthy, thriving natural looking elderly person. The whole package is beautiful. It's not a problem that they have wrinkles. It's not a problem that they have gray hair. But if you are trying to cover all that up and hide yourself with something like shame or um, denial or something like excessive plastic surgery or excessive fake stuff on your body, like when I see older people that have plastic surgery, false eyelashes, hair extensions, colored hair, false nails, fake teeth, you know, all of that, like even like teeth whitener and everything, it it's not pretty. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that or that's wrong. I'm saying that I can see through it that you're hiding your truth. And when I look at somebody like my grandmother who doesn't do any of that and she just is who she is, she's so cute. She's so beautiful. I tell her all the time, I want to look just like her when I'm her age. She is amazing. She's this petite little gem and she's got gray hair. She got, she's got wrinkles. She's got age spots. She has sagging skin and none of it matters at all because what shines through her is wisdom and a really, really confident sense of self. 
And that is so much more attractive than covering it all up. And again, it's not to say that you should never have fake nails or whiten your teeth or hair extensions. None of that is what I'm saying. I'm just saying that when you allow your age to shine, especially when you have a healthy body, it looks better than you think. And I understand that it's uncomfortable. Like I'm starting to get some wrinkles. I'm starting to, I think I saw one gray hair the other day. I'm not really sure, but I think I saw gray hair. Um, And, you know, my hands, I've noticed they're not looking like children's hands anymore. They're kind of like crinkly. I look at those individual like teased apart things and just like single it out. And yeah, I don't really like that one wrinkle or that one gray hair or that one saggy part of my hand. But then I look at myself as a whole and it works. Like your body is naturally meant to be cohesive and to work. And I do very, very minimal alterations to myself. I do color my hair. I do wear makeup, but not a lot. Um, And I don't do many other procedures to alter myself. And I try to just let the natural me shine through. For the most part, I don't even paint my fingernails. And none of that is to say it's the right way. It's just that I know that when I let nature expose itself in my body, it all goes together and it's cohesive. And so my wrinkle on my forehead is actually going to match the level of wrinkles on my hands. If I try and hide that and Botox it out, my hands are going to look incredibly worse. And then when I start getting gray hairs, they're going to really stand out. And so I've just been training myself to get very, very comfortable with the nature of my body and allow it to all be cohesive and give a huge, huge emphasis on my health. Because the healthier I am, the better those gray hairs and wrinkles are going to hold up and look. I'm not trying to say I'm never going to get wrinkles because I eat healthy and I take supplements and I detox. No, my wrinkles are just going to work better for me when I'm healthier. I don't know how to explain it, but raise your hand or give me a little nod right now if you kind of get what I'm saying. Now back to this poll. So that was 9% of you that say that wrinkles, gray hair, and age spots are the worst part of aging. 22% of you said physical limitations. I get it. Oh my goodness. Who wants to feel out of shape or stiff or inflexible or, you know, have health problems and diseases and diagnoses just because you're old? No, nobody likes that. And I got a little tiny taste of that recently. I have struggled with some hip pain for about three years. And I realized I could no longer go on like really steep hikes without extreme pain. I couldn't really excel at dancing because my hip was hurting so badly. And I was like, wow, this is one of the first times in my life where I actually have to limit myself because of a chronic issue. Um, That doesn't work for me. And I just said, oh, okay, I'm not like, I'm not just this way forever now. That's not, that's not acceptable. I'm not going to just limit myself in life because I have hip pain. No, I'm going to get healthier. And I have corrected that hip pain. That's a story for another day, but I have corrected that hip pain. I have fixed the issue, but it took a lot of effort and it took a few years of trying different tactics and it took a hundred percent belief that my body can heal itself. And this has nothing to do with being old. 
when you say like, oh yeah, that's what happens when you get old. Yeah, then you're right. But when you say, oh, I can heal from this and my body can, can treat this itself and I can get through this. Yeah, you're right. So it's like that, that, um, saying whether you think you can or think you can't wait, what is it? Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Yeah. If you say you have health problems or physical limitations or you're stiff because you're old, you're right. Or if you say, wow, I'm experiencing stiffness today. Let me correct that. Let me do some treatments. Let me really take care of myself so that I'm not stiff. Yeah, you're right. So I've just chosen not to buy into that just because I'm getting older, I'm going to have physical limitations. Now, 26% of you said all of the above. So you don't like the wrinkles, the gray hair, the age spots, or the physical limitations. And I'm so thrilled to see 43% of you said none of the above. So maybe you don't mind any of those things or you're not experiencing those things. Now I'm turning to some comments that you guys gave underneath a, a reel I made about aging. And I wanted to know your thoughts, you know, if you love aging, if you don't, and why. And I'm going to read some of those now. So this first one says, soon to be 58 years old, the wisdom you will hold is so valuable to the universe. You are needed even more as you grow in years. Perfect. Yes, I so agree with this. And I think this is the type of thing that you only can really grasp because you're aging. I don't think a five-year-old or a 12-year-old or an 18-year-old could fully understand this until you're old, older and you're experiencing it. And then I love how this person says, the wisdom you will hold is so valuable to the universe. When we look at our human design charts, we can see all of the gifts and the talents and the life theme that we're born with and just the qualities that we're meant to be using in this lifetime and what an honor it is to actually express that out. The world needs you. The world needs your gifts and your talents and your magic and your uniqueness. You are a very, very unique individual and it's so unlikely that you would even be born in the first place. And here you are. So honor your miracle of yourself and actually show up and contribute to the world. This next person said, I love finding new gray hair and don't want to cover it up at all. I'm proud of the life I've lived. Yes, you go girl. That is amazing. This next person said, I'm so excited to age. I feel like the older I get, the more I learn about myself and feel more confident in who I am. It also feels increasingly easier to say no to things that don't feel aligned for me compared to when I was younger and would do things that I didn't want just to make people happy. I think the only fear I have with aging is the possibility of experiencing certain diseases as well as the general aches and pains people tend to talk about, but I'm choosing to believe I will experience optimal health and happiness throughout the aging process. Yes. Oh my goodness. I completely agree. I already kind of talked about that, but she is so right. It's okay to admit that maybe you have a little bit of fear or apprehension about the aging process like diseases and aches and pains. But then choose what you want to believe. Choose that you're going to experience opt optimal health and happiness. That's what I've chosen. And then I address the issues if they do arise, the pains or the aging struggles or the health problems that might happen to arise. But guess what? Those things happen to kids too. My first sentence as a little tiny, tiny kid learning to speak, my first sentence was, my knees hurt. Is that because I was one and a half or whatever. No, it's nothing to do with aging. 
little kids can have aches and pains. And how many babies do you know that are born with a disease? Disease and aches and pains do not need to be entangled or attached to age. That's a silly concept that we've been convinced is real. It's, it, uh, it's so much deeper than that. Aches and pains and diseases are energetic attachments. They match the frequency you're at. And if you change your frequency, you can change all of those things. And also if you change your habits, you can change all of those things. Okay, the next one. I don't mind aging gracefully. I hate that my hair is falling out now, but probably more from having children than aging. But that is my biggest struggle is feeling less beautiful in my hair. Oh my gosh, I can so relate. Hair is one of my favorite things. I just absolutely love hair. And I have very, very thin hair, kind of hard to work with hair. And I know that our hair is so, so attached to our beauty and our identity and just our sense of confidence for so many of us. So I can totally understand that that might feel like a struggle. And I wonder if things might perhaps shift. I don't know anything about you, but I wonder if anything could shift if you do alter your automatic default thoughts around your hair. If you can change the frequency of what you think of your hair, I wonder if that will change things. I've been doing that. I've been just trying to match the frequency of having thicker, fuller hair. I don't know if it's working because I'm actually doing a lot of different things, but I'm not just treating the physical, I'm actually treating the energetic attachment to my hair as well. This next person says, I personally feel like aging is a blessing. My background is working in hospice and one of my favorite parts of working with the end of life population were, were the stories. The stories from a time that is now romanticized in the media we see today to hear about their struggles and all the circumstances they had to overcome to get where they are today. I got to witness from a bigger perspective where all those small daily choices we make every single day make the trajectory of your life, which empower me to do my best to make conscious choices every day from my human design. Everyone gets to be young, but not everybody gets to be old. So yeah, it's a blessing. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love that last sentence. Everyone gets to be young, but not everyone gets to be old. So true. I have never thought about it like that. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that. This next person says, I love aging too. I studied gerontology. I don't know that word in college to learn all I could. It's, oh, like geriatrics, gerontology, I'm thinking. Um, it had nothing to do with the with my major, really, just an extra certification. That's so cool. I didn't even know you could study that. Okay, this next person said, I strongly dislike the aging process. I'm going to be 44 and I'm definitely more active than my peers. However, it's a struggle to try and stay two steps ahead of the aging process. If I'm active enough, I won't get sedentary diseases, but my body hurts all the time. I'm 100% gray, but make sure that it's always covered with dye. I'm losing the war with gravity on my face, so I've had some injections. I still feel like I'm me, but I strongly dislike losing the resilience of my youth and my energy. I'm slowly accepting that I'm slowing down somewhat. I wish I could embrace this more. Oh, I so feel for you. And I'm really appreciative of you sharing all of that and all of those specifics. 
I got a lot of really positive comments about aging on here, but I think that most people don't want to admit these unpleasant thoughts and feelings and symptoms like what you just shared. So I really, really respect you for sharing that and speaking up. But I also invite you to look at every single one of those things that you wrote or maybe even write your own list on a piece of paper of all of the things that you dislike about aging and Fix your language around that. Rephrase all of it so that it's working in your favor. And no, it's not going to just make the whole problem go away, but it is going to remove the quantum entanglement that you've got with these things. So when you say something like, I'm losing the war with gravity on my face, that is causing a quantum entanglement where there's a war with gravity on your face and it's yours. And that's something that you have attached with. So you have an energetic connection to the war with gravity on your face. And it's just going to continue to amplify and be more of a real thing in your life. And it is true, maybe, that your face is sagging. But guess what else is true? You could say other true statements like, when I look at my face, I see wisdom. Or... The drooping skin on my face is a sign that I have reached level 44 in life. And those things might seem like Pollyanna and they might seem ridiculous and hard to believe or buy into, but guess what? Your subconscious mind listens to the thoughts you have and the words you say. So even if you don't really buy into it, say it anyways, more than you're talking about the war in of gravity on your face because you can either have war vibes on your face or you can have pride and love and respect and honor for your 44 incredible levels that you've passed in life on your face and i'm i'm going to bet all of my money that that will actually make your face look different eventually if you switch that languaging or let's see um I still feel like I'm me, but I strongly dislike losing the resilience of my youth and my energy. It's totally okay for you to admit that to yourself that you dislike, you know, losing the resilience of your youth and your energy, but you may also want to rephrase that one and and instead say something like, oh, I'm noticing that I'm having less energy, so what can I do to actually uh, support myself in that? Do I need to get some help? Do I need to change my routine? Do I need to eat differently or perhaps seek some treatments to help improve my life force and bring my energy levels up? And then look for evidence. Look for people that are way older than you that have tons of energy and act really youthful or like can do these amazing things and look at those people as proof and evidence that Low energy has nothing to do with age. It's not true. Low energy could have something to do with something else. This next person said, I wouldn't say I worry about aging. I will be 64 in April. Would I like to be younger? Sure, especially if I knew what I know now. I feel like I still have plenty of energy, try to stay active, and feel pretty good despite a few health issues. The only thing I can say that bothers me at times is purpose. I believe we choose the life we were born into for a reason, and ever since I was very young, I've always felt that there's something I'm here to do. I don't feel like I've done it yet. As I get older, I can't help but wonder what my purpose has been or is to be. 
and I will have time to live it once I figure it out. Oh, oops, that was wrong. And will I have time to live it once I figure this out? This actually was a very strong pull for me to human design. I know the life theme has to do with your purpose, but I still don't understand what to do with it. Maybe I've already been living it, but just don't realize it. Wow. Okay. So fascinating. And that's a really, really interesting, you know, pull to human design as well. And it's a beautiful application of human design to figure out like who, what am I doing here and what's my purpose? And yes, the life theme is an incredibly beneficial area of your design to use as your life purpose. That's the incarnation cross, but it's never going to tell you something like you should be a musician and make amazing albums that change the world, or you need to help 10,000 people with your charity. Like that's, that's the kind of thing that people think is a life purpose or my life purpose is to heal the animals on this planet. Mm, that's not really how it works. Like that's, nobody's going to have a life purpose that's very specific where you could check it off and say, I did it or I didn't do it. Think about your, the purpose of your life is like your hugest karma that you need to play out or your biggest life lesson that you need to learn to live by. And it will take a lifetime to practice living by it. And when you learn about your incarnation cross or your life theme, almost everybody tells me like, oh, that's odd. Like that doesn't really seem like a life theme. Like my life theme essentially is to follow my intuitive nature. So that's the purpose of my life, to follow my intuitive nature. Well, I can't really like check it off the day I'm going to die and say if I did it or not. That's not really measurable and it's not really something that other people, you know, are impressed or not impressed by like people don't usually pinpoint what you're doing when you're living your life theme but what it is is it's it's my biggest work in this world is to practice following my intuitive nature and when I do it I do feel on purpose more than anything I feel like I have a mission that I'm carrying out but it's very unconventional and non- normal. (laughs) So I would encourage anybody who is learning about their life theme to just think of it almost like your biggest life lesson that's going to take your entire life to practice it. And for anybody that doesn't know how to find your life theme, if you're using the My Human Design app, it should say it in there and there's a description of it. And this is also something that I can go over in one-on-one human design readings in a lot of detail. This next person said, as we age, we become interested in different things. So I have a fear that I'll lose interest in something before I get to do it. For example, Tomorrowland to me now sounds like too many people and I don't know, not my vibe anymore, but I never got to go. And I don't know what that is, Tomorrowland, whatever, that's okay, but I never got to go. Or maybe it's about a certain fashion I never got to wear, like not living in a city, you can wear fancy clothes and heels feeling like I passed the point of going out in London with six inch heels and a mini dress like I would at 22. So it's those types of things that make me wish years lasted longer, I guess, growing into the different versions of myself I really love. But there are past selves I grieve that are gone. 
Having said that, I'm definitely still a big kid and not the type of person who says, oh, I'm this age now, so I wear this and act this way. It's natural evolution, and I have a new interest all the time. I don't know. It's a paradox. Well, I am wondering if this person is a manifesting generator, but also maybe you have some aspects of your design that cause some fear of change or transformation or fear of letting something go from the past or fear of... um, shifting? I don't know. It could be. And this is just a very, very fascinating one. I'll share an experience for myself. I have always in my youth thought that I need to live in New York City. And I've been there a number of times. I am obsessed with the the romantic thoughts around living in New York City, but it's just, just never happened. And so a few years ago, my husband and I took a vacation to New York City and it was just for fun, but I wanted to really nail down like, do I need to live here or not? And at some point I feel like if I have a big family or I'm at a different phase in my life, it's just not going to be practical. And so we went and I really paid attention on the trip. Like, is this still a part of my dreams or can I let this go? And it became very clear to me that this is not actually what I want a fantasy of it? Yes. You know, if I had so many resources and money that I don't even know what to do with it all, I would for sure live there because I'm the type of person who wants big spaces. I'm the type of person who wants convenience. I want beautiful, uh, a beautiful place to live that's huge and grand And I want convenience. I don't want to be like taking the subway and all this stuff every single day. I love it for a vacation. I love it on occasion. But no, I'm going to, if I lived in New York City, like I'm going to need to live in like the top floor of the plaza and have a driver. And then I'll love it. And right now that isn't the level that I'm at, but I absolutely could be someday. And I can hold that vision as an option in the future. But the reality is, is that even though I have this fantasy from shows like Friends and shows like Sex in the City that make it seem so amazing to live there right now, the truth is, is that that's not actually what I want. And that's because I'm at the level that I'm at in life. I'm at a place where there are other dreams that are so much bigger than those dreams. And so I invite you to really look at these things that you think you are missing out on And ask yourself, do you truly want that now? And if you're like, yes, then do it now no matter what your age is. It really doesn't matter. Do it now. But if you're like, no, there's just a romantic part of me that daydreams about that and wishes that it was that way, but it's really not actually the truth, then maybe think of it as an indulgent daydream or a fun thing to think about or make art about or watch movies about, but but be very clear that that's not who you are now and there are other dreams that you are living right now. And then this last one says, I don't mind aging, but just watched my grandma struggle with dementia for two years and now I'm terrified of losing my memories and independence. Oh my goodness, I so feel for you. That is incredibly painful to watch somebody go through and it's definitely something that can affect your sense of your own health and your own relationship with aging. But I also want you to think about maybe somebody you know who had a baby 
with a life-threatening disease and this baby died within their first few months of living or their first few years and they lived in and out of hospitals and had to have round-the-clock care. Is that because of their age? No. Or what about a 20-year-old that you've heard of who died from a severe health problem and they were in agony for years before they died? Was that because of their age? No. So these horrible, painful human experiences that some of us go through, it's not to be blamed on age. It's a different thing. Maybe it's, I don't know what, maybe it's an energetic attachment to that diagnosis that that person believed that that's going to be a part of their life and then they attracted that. Maybe it's a cause of a physical issue like, uh, I don't know, food or toxic issues or poisons or other kind of chemical reactions that have happened to cause that problem. And it's not about age. It could be about actually a chemical problem. Or maybe it was that person's destiny. We so often like to think that a diagnosis or a death is something bad. But just because it's painful, it's not a bad thing. Maybe that was that person's destiny. Or maybe that's the experience that that soul wanted to experience on life as a, as a human. Or on um, life on earth as a human. Think about Earth as a big playground that we have this lifetime to play on and experience. Souls or angels don't have a physical body. They also don't really get to express emotions. They don't get to touch anything and interact with physical stuff. They're just there. They're amazing. But souls want to come into these human bodies in order to experience the fullness of earth and life. That means pain. That means the full spectrum of emotions. That means very, very challenging experiences like getting cancer, losing a leg, getting dementia, losing a a loved one. Think about the pain that it feels to lose your husband when he's 30 years old. How devastating. But then look at the, the, I don't know what the word would be. Look at what happens as a result of your husband dying at age 30. Look at what happens over the next 30, 40, 50 years and how his death was actually a gift. Look at something horrible that happened to you decades ago. Think about it right now. And did it actually provide some sort of benefit? Maybe it was deep wisdom for you. Maybe it was a lesson in learning how to love. Maybe it was an an ability to connect really, really deeply with your loved ones that are still here. I don't know what it is, but these things that we humans think are bad, like dementia, cancer, dying, you know, going, getting paralyzed. Yes, they're all painful and unpleasant. And most of us want to avoid those things, but they also all bring some sort of benefit and our souls chose those contracts on purpose. So the best thing that you can do is not blame it on aging because aging has nothing to do with it. It's, it's a, another reason. And if you think that it's aging, you're putting yourself in a victim mode where you have absolutely no power because you can't stop aging. 
Think about the oldest tree you've ever seen, the oldest mountain you've ever seen. Does anybody look at that mountain and think, oh, look at that stupid old mountain. It's so ugly because it's so old. Or, oh, look at that 300-year-old tree. God, is that ugly. Look at all the, you know, wear and tear on it. I really prefer this new tree that's only one year old, this wimpy little waif of a tree. No, most everybody is obsessed with nature that's old. Think about, like, going to Rome. Nobody goes to Rome to insult how old it is. No, the magic of it is how old it is. So what if you treated yourself like Rome or the oldest tree in the world or the oldest mountain on this planet? How much people honor it and love it and are attracted to it and talk about it and and are obsessed with it? What if you treated yourself that way? Like, wow, look at I made it another year. I'm older. I'm more wise, I'm more magical, I'm more precious. Not everybody gets to be this old. And I know that it's hard to hold on to those thoughts 24-7. But the more that you reprogram yourself to think that way on autopilot, the less problems you'll have with aging and the better your life is going to be. So I'm going to go and have an amazing synchronistic day today. I have absolutely no plan for my day today. Um, It's my birthday and I'm just going to go from one thing to the next and follow my strategy of responding and follow my sacral authority to determine where I want to go, what I want to do, what I want to eat, and I'm planning on having the best day ever. So thank you all for celebrating my birthday today by listening. I'm really, really grateful for all of your incredible reviews of the podcast and your ratings and your shares. If you would like to give me a little birthday present, all you need to do is either write a review of this episode or of this podcast or rate it wherever you're listening or an amazing way to pay it forward is to share this podcast with another person or take a screenshot of you listening, share it on social media and tag me so I see who you are. That's my birthday wish and I think I'll leave it at that. (laughs) 